Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. Peggy Douglas and her fiancé, Bill Mead, had driven Mario and Carla Descari home tonight after the young people had attended the opening of the new supper club in Wakefield. As they drove out of town toward the Descari Ranch in Bill's new maroon sedan, they'd all been in high spirits. Then Carla had dropped her compact. As Mario reached for it, where it had slipped behind the seat, his hand had touched something filmy and soft. It was the scarf he'd given Carla, the one which she had lost earlier in the evening. Mario didn't say anything about it, but the discovery had produced an abrupt change in his mood. A change which Peggy and Bill are discussing now as they return to the Lane Farm. Bill, did you notice how cranky Mario got toward the last, just before they got out? Yeah. Wonder what was biting him. He's been in such a happy mood all evening. I danced with him several times, and he was having a fine time. Yeah, it was when I saw him, too. And even in the car on our way back to their place. He was kidding you about your voice and everything. And then, all of a sudden... Oh, well, he's a changeable sort of guy. Yes, I know. Like a kid, almost. Up in the clouds one minute, down in the depths the next. Poor Carla. Must be awfully hard for her. She loves him so much. As much as you love me? This is a funny thing to say to you, Bill, but... Well... I honestly think Carla loves Mario more than I love you. Hey, you mean to say it's possible? You see, it's different with them. They're closer somehow. We have so many other interests and outlets. But they're all wrapped up in each other. Yeah, you're right, darling. And in a way, it's not such a good idea. No, it isn't. Not if it has this kind of effect on Mario. I mean, I think their love has a lot of fear mixed up with it. Yeah. You know, it's too bad they haven't had a baby. That would make a big difference, I think. Mm, so do I. But of course they're dying to have one. Yeah, I know. Oh, but look here. Don't you get all tied up in knots about this thing. It's bad enough if Carla does. <laughs> Besides, we're probably exaggerating the importance of it. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, Mario's the kind of guy who changes a lot emotionally. And we mustn't feel that we're failing him as friends just because we can't make quick jumps the way he does. We're just made different, that's all. You know, Bill, you're awfully smart. Why, of course I am. <laughs> now, will you forget Mario and Carla and Joe Blow and concentrate on somebody really important? <laughs> Who, for instance? Guess. You don't mean, um, Randy by any chance? Guess again. Hmm. 
Could it be Lefty? Ah, uh, you're not even warm. Well, I'm sorry. They're the only important men in my life. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> well, just for that young lady, I'll... Oh, nuts. I can't. Not while I'm driving, anyway. Otherwise, I'd probably give Aunt Mary's only niece a good spanking. You'd better not, Bill Mead. Randy and I were kids. He spanked me once. I didn't speak to him for two weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, goodness, I was mad at him. You know, when I was a little girl, the worst thing anyone could do was to hurt my dignity. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I'll bet you were the kind of sissy little girl who always kept her dresses clean, too. I was not. I was a tomboy. Huh? Well, I could climb a tree as good as Randy could. I could swim clear across the swimming pool and back underwater. <laughs> now, there's an accomplishment that ought to come in handy in a wife. <laughs> Might. You never can tell. Mm -hmm. As you, you must remind me the next time I lose a sinker off my fishing line. <laughs> <laughs> or don't you retrieve. Oh. Oh, that reminds me, Bill. After we're married, could we get a puppy? Oh, would you like one? Oh, yeah. I'd love to have a nice, silly old puppy. And a kind with floppy ears. that fall all over their own feet. What, the ears? Oh, you know very well what I mean. For a young woman who graduated from the Wakefield Union High School. Really? Such grammar. Oh, I was a sensation when I recited Horatio at the bridge at the eighth grade graduation exercise. <laughs> yeah. I had to recite that darn thing, too. And I guess every kid in the country has to memorize that at some time or other. Mm. I used to love the last part. Um, shame on the false Etruscan who lingers in his home when Porcina of Clusium is on the march for Rome. Doug, I guess that Betty Davis better look to a laurel, that's all. Oh, personally, I think I'm the um, Bergman type. Oh, you do? Mm hmm oh, What type am I? Well, let me see. I guess you're the Cary Grant type. <laughs> you sure you don't mean Ulysses S? <laughs> Silly. He had a beard. Well, I can always grow one. <laughs> if you do, you can consider the engagement broken. Oh, I don't know. I, I think they give a man a great deal of dignity. <laughs> Can't you just see us at the wedding? You with a long white beard? Oh, it wouldn't be white. It would be reddish. Well, how do you know? Well, I grew one once when I went on a camping trip. Oh. When I got home, my friends didn't recognize me. <laughs> Even little children screamed. Oh, I don't blame them. <laughs> this is the silliest conversation. Oh, I wouldn't say that. We've touched on a variety of very interesting subjects. Fishing, poetry, uh, great historical figures. Eh, not to mention the question of to be or not to be a beaver. Well, thank goodness we got that settled. It'd be awful to go through life not being sure whether to grow a beard or not. I'm sure I never would have been able to sleep nights for worrying. <laughs> <laughs> Out you come. Uh, yeah. Mm. There's a light on in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice smell of coffee. <laughs> you and your nose. Hmm. I bet Aunt Mary's cooked a nice pot of coffee for us, huh? Maybe. Let's go in and find out. Okay. Hi, Aunt Mary. That coffee I smell? Hello, children. It certainly is, Bill. I'm awfully glad, Bill, you came back with Peggy. Well, why, Aunt Mary? Is something wrong? It's just that uh, there was a long-distance call for Bill. For me? They called the auto court, you see. Mrs. Trumbull knew you were taking Peggy to the dance, so she had the operator try us. It's from uh, Miami, Florida. My... Well, that's funny. I don't know anybody in Miami. I wonder who it can be. It seems to be very urgent. They didn't say who it was, but the operator said for you to call her as soon as you came in. Yeah, I guess I better. I can't imagine what it's all about. Ask for operator number 14. Okay. Peggy, you and I may as well sit down and have a cup of coffee. All right. Hey, pour one for me, will you? I'll join you as soon as I find out what goes on. 
Hello, uh, Operator 14? Uh, Bill Mead speaking in Wakefield. I believe you have a call for me? Yeah. Paul Cromwell. Oh. All right, uh, put the call through, will you please? I'll hold on. Hello, Paul Cromwell? Hello, Paul, uh, this is Bill Mead. I understand you've been trying to get in touch with me. Uh, yeah, but I don't understand why you... Huh? Kit? No, I didn't know. I, I haven't heard from her since the end of the trial here. You say she... Oh, well, sure, I realize what a spot you're in, Paul. Well, I, I don't know what to say. Did you call her father? He wouldn't take any responsibility. Yeah, that sounds like Ben. Well, but still, if she's ill, something's got to be done. Uh, yeah, well, what does the doctor say? Uh, but, but look, Paul, uh, where can she go if her father won't take her in? Yes, of course I was married to her, but even so. Well, look, Paul, uh, I don't know what to say right now. I've got to think about this. Uh, where are you staying in Miami? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it. The Vista Del Mar. Uh, yeah, I'll call you back as soon as I decide what to do. Goodbye. Bill Mead stood by the phone. Why had he told Paul Cromwell that he'd decide what to do? And yet, what else could he have said? His former wife, the girl who had already caused so much unhappiness to himself and to Peggy, was suffering a mental breakdown. Bill Mead's heart sank, thinking of Kit's possible return to Wakefield, wondering what effect her presence in the little town might have on his engagement and approaching marriage to the young girl he loved. 